0: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast. The Hawks lose 4-2 to the Nashville Predators down in Nashville. I'm Jay Zawaski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabassi. We appreciate you being with us here on this Saturday afternoon. Make sure you smash that like button for us. We'd appreciate that. Same deal. Subscribe to the YouTube page while you're here. If you're listening on your podcast app, make sure you're subscribed and take 30 seconds to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We've got a lot to get to in this one. We're going to uh, tell you about our Who's uh, Your Hawk winners. We've got Connor's Corner coming up. Uh, we're also going to let you pick the fourth star of the game. Why don't we do that right off the bat? The three stars of the game for Nashville, number three, former Blackhawk Kevin Lankinen, stopped 29 of 31 Blackhawk shots. Yakov Trenin had a goal and an assist. He was a number two star and your number one star, was Gustav Nyquist slash Thomas Tatar with <laughs> one goal. So your nominees for fourth star course. of the game, Seth Jones, 25-22 of ice time, an assist, five shots, seven shot attempts, and two block shots. Philip Kuryshev played 19-29, had a goal, two shots, and four shot attempts. Taylor Hall, 16-39 of ice time, five shots, seven shot attempts, and won 100% of his two face-offs. <laughs> so get that vote in on the YouTube page.
1: Yeah, those two faceoffs for uh, they were key for him. They were they were key to this. That really game. put
0: him over the top, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. If only he took a third one, maybe that would have led to a <laughs> game tying goal. Well, it's a
0: frustrating game, and uh, we're definitely going to get to it. We're going to recap the scoring here for those of you that might have missed it a little bit. Twelve oh seven into the first period, Yakov Trenin scores a short side goal on Arvid Sutterbloom. Corey <coughs> Perry, who did not have the greatest game tonight, lost the puck along the boards. Uh, The shot may have deflected off Kevin Korchinski's stick. He sort of reacted as if it did. Uh, Seemed a little frustrated, but either way, it looks like one that uh, Soderblom should have had. That is a trend that will continue throughout the game. Uh, 17-12. I'm sorry. I'm confused. (laughs) Where's the second Nashville goal? Oh, I'm having a good game, too.
2: That sounds right. Yeah, 17. Let's just go with it. Who, who cares?
0: No, I got it here. Sorry, I just I must not have written it right. 1832. There you go. Gustav Nyquist scores. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly on the doorstep. No one wins the battle with Nyquist, and he gets he gets a goal. It's two nothing. Uh, s- second period begins. Kurishev cuts the lead to two to one. Uh, Seth Jones makes a beautiful pass across the ice to counter Bedard. Bedard shoots it immediately. One times it. Philip Kurishev right on the doorstep for the rebound. Uh, and then Tyler Johnson makes it 3-2, 12-15 into the third. Gets a shot through traffic with Corey Perry battling with Roman Yossi in front. Uh, but it wasn't enough. Cole Smith, empty netter with nineteen forty eight gone, is the uh, decider. Nashville wins 4-2. So, tough one. It's it, it, We were talking in the pregame show about, hey, you know, this is one of these opponents that the Hawks should probably uh, have a better game against. And they did. But... They come up short, and I think the three of us agree uh, goaltending was the massive difference in this one.
2: Yes, Kevin Lankinen made a couple extra big big stops, and Soderblom didn't. Yeah. Uh pretty much it, because in front of the two goalies, pretty almost identical teams. <laughs> I mean, at least yeah. the way they played. Each team had their stints where they were in control of the game for three or four minutes, and then the other team would take control, you know, but in the end, former Blackhawk Kevin Lankinen was the better two goalies. And watching Arvid Soderblom struggle, I mean, he still made 28 stops today. It was one of his. It was probably his best game of his last handful. Yeah, but it just wasn't good enough, and yeah. he just doesn't look like a confident goalie. No. He, you know, we were talking about the 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 end of Lankinen's stint with the Blackhawks about how he wasn't looking confident. He was kind of like punching at pucks. punch. Yeah,
0: punching is a way to put it, yeah.
2: Sutterboom isn't necessarily doing that, but it just seems like the puck gets on him quicker. Like, he doesn't see it till it gets right there. He's... We used to compliment about how compact and lack of extra movements he needed in the crease, that's not a thing anymore. He's all over the place.
1: He's
0: swimming in his crease. Yeah, Yeah, there was one point Uh, where the puck was free and he was facing into the net. Well, he can't cover up the puck. Two goals today were because he just flat
2: out Mm -hmm. can't either absorb the rebound or he lets it drop in front of him and then he has no control of it. And Predators guys were there to get it. Credit to them. Yep. Yeah, they knew. They knew. Like the Hawks, the the Kershev goal was because they finally decided to go to the net. Because Lankinen was giving up his fair share of rebounds today, too. The difference was the Predators were crashing and they had to take advantage of it. The Hawks only did that once and were rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. There was well. another play where Reichel was in the right place for a rebound, but it just jumped over his stick. Um, and you mentioned in the recap, the Corey Perry, uh, that first goal, yeah, not only did he lose the puck along the boards, but that was a face-off right after a really bad icing he took. Yeah, where he was like a foot in front of the the red line, not un, un, under no pressure, and iced it. And then the second goal, Corey Perry was sitting in the penalty box. Now, granted, he made up for it because he provided the screen for the Tyler Johnson goal. But yeah, Corey Perry's uh, worst game as a Blackhawk, I would say.
0: When you mentioned too getting out muscled in front, the the goal that made it two nothing, the Nyquist power play goal. Nyquist just beats uh, Taylor Radish to the net. And then the 3-1 goal, Cole Smith, he gets three or four opportunities to whack at the puck in front of yeah. Sutterbloom, and no one's there. Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Antwistle can't get to him and stop him. That's Cole Smith. Right. It's not Ryan O'Reilly. No. It's not Philip Forsberg. It's, it's not e- It's not
1: even Mike Smith. It's right.
0: <laughs> former Hawks GM Mike Smith? It's, it's,
2: it's, it's <laughs> not even <laughs> Predators legend Craig Smith. Craig Smith. That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> yes. About.
1: Mike Fisher, Craig Smith. It's the it's same guy. Yeah, it's the same point. Yeah. I also
0: think, too, like, you could probably go back and review this game with a fine-toothed comb and see a bunch of plays in front where the Hawks outmuscled Nashville. But when your goalies aren't making saves and they're not making routine saves, the game gets away from you. Look, like you said it, this game was pretty even. When you break down the numbers, When you, even if you're just watching with the naked eye, both teams had their chances, they had their hot streaks, they had their cold streaks. The difference at the end was, Lincoln had made the saves he was supposed to. And I don't want to completely put this on... Arvid Soderblom, because it's not all on him. It's not. But damn, Like when you're a player and you feel like you've got everything covered at least adequately, you're in the right position and the puck's in the back of your net anyway, it is frustrating. And then you're down 3-1 and Nashville can kind of sit back a little bit and wait for you to make mistakes and and defend. It, it totally changes the game. 2-1 and 3-1 are so massively different in a hockey game. Well, especially
2: when... The 2-0 goal and the 3-1 goal both came late in the period. Yeah, yep. And, of course, it's right after you get the uh, Khrushchev goal. You're getting some momentum. You take another penalty. Uh, I don't remember whose penalty it was that led to that. uh, uh, Oh, no, it wasn't. Never mind. There was a... They just killed a power play too, didn't they? Before the uh, Cole Smith goal wasn't, or no, they, they, that came after. My yeah, bat. it was after. It was my a right after. Yeah. So yeah, because it, it was another Corey Perry penalty. Um, but yeah, you lost the, the board, you lost the battle in the corner because both of your defensemen were in the corner trying to get the puck. It gets dug out of there. Smith gets it. It's pretty much tap dances his way to the front of the net. Yeah. And then is allowed to to get it away from there like. I mean, those are those one-on-one battles that Luke Richardson talks a lot about Mm -hmm. and about how the Hawks need to do better at it. And, you know, it it just... I don't know. We're seeing people in the chat, oh, maybe we should give Jackson Stauber another shot. No, that's not the solution. I mean, yeah, I know he was pretty good in the very little bit he had last year, and I think a lot of that may have to do with, like, uh, you know... Not a lot of video on him and stuff like that, but Jackson Stauber in 22 AHL games has a career 890 save percentage and 3.55 goals against average. Like, this is our Soderblom season to figure out if he's part of the long term plans or not. Yeah, like if he's your backup on a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations or at least a team trying to make a wild card and you can't be coughing up points every fifth or sixth game because he's out there, okay, maybe you look to make a change. But this is his year to try and figure it out, and he's struggling right now. He just – you just got to keep going with him. I'm yeah, gonna, there's – going to get more starts. Yeah. But this is a year where you're trying to figure these things out. You're trying to figure out if Philip Kurashev is part of a long-term plan. Signs point to yes. Looking like
1: it more and more each game. (laughs) Yes. To
2: quote the Magic 8 ball, signs point to (laughs) yes. Uh, Taylor Radish, jury's still out. Yeah. Arvid Soderblom's another one of those guys. Jury's still out. Um, So, you know, I know it's easy to pile on him, and he hasn't been great. His first two starts of the season were fantastic. Yeah. That first game against Boston, he beat the Toronto Maple Leafs.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Those aren't things that you do by accident, you know. So it's there's there's talent there I think it's just his biggest enemy right now is between his own ears
1: I I'm not saying that he's a bust he's not part of the future or anything like that but man like for a goalie to be in the spot that he's in now in his in his career young guy uh, early still early stages of, of his NHL career um, but to look completely different than the guy who Last year, sure, the record, the numbers, they don't look great, but the team was arguably worse than this year's team uh, w- was put together, and, and didn't really give him too much help last season when he was uh, playing in Chicago. But <clears throat> man, it's it is concerning how different he looks this year compared to last year, and and last year how he played in the AHL. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you, it's something. On on his terms, I don't know if it's something in a in a coaching change or anything like that. I mean, he worked with Jimmy Waite last yeah. year when he was in Chicago. He worked with Peter Aubrey in Rockford. Now Peter Aubrey moved on. They have a new Rockford coach, but that shouldn't that doesn't have any impact on him or very little impact on him this season because he's in Chicago. I, I don't know what has changed in Soderblom, but he looks he looks like a, a very different goalie, and it's super concerning. When, yeah, like, you give up three goals, you make 28 saves, like, most nights, that can make, maybe keep you into most NHL games, well, but yeah. you have to have the team in front of you show up as well, so when he looks shaky, and his best effort is a, is allowing three goals against the Predators, you have to make up for that as the team in front of him, the the, the other 18 skaters, and when one offensive line and one defensive pair show up, you're going to lose that game, like, so... 9 times out of 10 you're going to lose that game when you only have 5 of your 18 other players showing up to perform. They That's came it. and we talked about in the in the pregame. You have to be ready to go in these weird ti- these weirdly timed games as the team on the road, like you have to be ready to go. And they came right out of the gate. With great jump, they Started got a, great, they got an yeah. early power play. They had, I think, five of the first six shots on goal in the game. It was a really good first eight, nine, ten minutes of the game. And then you know you finish the game. You're chasing two goals. You get one back. You know you have a little bit of jump in the final ten minutes. But what happens in that middle forty? Like you 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 cannot continuously try to overcome uh, either slow starts with speeding up at the end or think that you're good enough in the first 10 minutes to have that effort, which they didn't score. They didn't lead at all in this game. You're not good enough to skate by on a 10 to 20 minute effort and, and think that that's going to be enough to, to win a game. Like you have to, you, you talk about complete efforts, even a 40 minute effort, if it comes at the right time can, can, can get you a win. But you can't just have a good ten minutes at the start and a good ten minutes at the end because everything in, in between is where you're going to lose the game. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm very frustrated with the with the performance today from pretty much fourteen other players other than Seth Jones and Philip Kirschev and top six was good. It's, yeah, the the top guys that you're relying on, they showed up. Everybody else, I, I don't, I don't know why you looked like the team on night two of back to backs when it was day one of back to backs. Yeah. that's concerning. Was, and Lou,
0: you talk about playing a complete game. I'm looking here at, at uh, Hockey Reference for the season, and I've said, in my brain I said the Hawks have played like ass in the second period this year, right? Yeah. Uh, on the road, the Hawks have been outscored twelve to six in the second period. First period, thirteen to ten, and uh, outscored. 12-6 in a second, 6-7, so the Hawks have one more in a third uh, than their opponents. It, the second period's been a disaster. Overall, I would yeah. to 16-8 in the second period this year. You've I don't got, get it. Look, and we talked about, when we talk, when we compared this team to last year, the reason last year's team was able to stick around and be in games was because they would compete their asses off for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's been an issue with this team. It's been an issue with this team, and look, I think part of it is you've got a lot of inexperienced defensemen that are a little bit – I use the word shy with with uh, Luke Richardson this week during practice, and I, I don't know how to better define that, but like they don't have the swagger yet, so they're a little bit gun shy. Like they don't have the confidence to go that extra tick all the time that mm-hmm. they take to make a decision or to finish a check. There was a point today where – I forget if it was Ryan O'Reilly or, or – uh, Or Forsberg like just overpowered Kevin Korchinski on the boards, dude. Lean into a guy. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay that like so. It's okay that you're 19. You're allowed to lay in the people. You don't have to give them this courtesy, right? And I think we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of indecision. But you're right. Like you had one line and one pair show up in this game. And while we laid it on Soderblom for the first 10 minutes of the show, you should be able to score more than two goals against the Nashville Predators. And Kevin Lankinen. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, th- there's no excuse for that. Like, if he was standing on his head, making sprawling, Dominic Hachik kind of, you know, scorpion yeah, if, saves. Yeah, if they had
1: gotten goalied in this game. They did not get goalied. No. No. He wasn't great. Like, no. you you should be able to to have a, at least have a better effort against, against that team that you were tied for last place in your division with, now your last place in the division with because you lost to them. It's, it's really frustrating, and, and as much as we have talked about and the narrative has been, well, they're playing contender after contender after contender after contender. Sure, that's all true, but when you have the non-contenders show up and we keep saying, oh, this should be a game where they're evenly matched. The games that they have should have been evenly matched in this season was Montreal, Arizona, and Nashville. 0-3. Those three games. 0-3 shit efforts in all three games. Yep. That can't happen. I don't I don't care if they're gonna be in the in the lottery for Celebrini and Eisenman and all these guys. I don't care about that at all. I don't care that you know you're probably, you're gonna be a bottom five team. All these expectations. When you're playing the other teams that are going to or should land in that same spot as you, you have to have better efforts. I was you, scored
0: 15-5 in those three games if the math off the top of my head is three one, eight one, eight?
1: three two one uh, four two. Yeah. So quick math. Yeah. You you allow fifteen goals in, in those three games and you have a one goal a one goal and a two goal 15-4 four. 15-4 four. 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 against Montreal Arizona and and today against Nashville like that's 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 horrible inexcusable and it is fine it's two and 2-1 2 yeah and it's i the, the 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 wins over Pittsburgh and and Vegas and Toronto and Tampa and stuff wonderful where are those teams when when the non-contenders show up where are, those, where are those efforts? Stop playing up and playing down to your competition. Set a tone. Well, and, and have, that's the thing is, I, I, they came out so hot today. Like, what the, yeah. what the hell happened? We're 15 games in, into it, and I understand this is still, like, this team needs to gel and stuff. But it's November 18th. You've had at least two months of skating with all these guys to, together, and you had you have some guys carried over from last season where, like we were saying before, how Luke Richardson and the team identity was established and everything. I, I have a freaking identity. You have, I don't see an identity with this team. There's no, there's no punch to them. There's no consistent, uh, you know, anybody attacking when teams can just focus on Connor Bedard and say, ah, well, we'll live with Philip Kershev getting a goal. We'll live with Tyler Johnson getting a goal if that's going to be the case, if teams are just going to say, we're going to stop Bedard dart and, and let the rest of you beat him, then the rest of you need to step up. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm getting sick of like not seeing that happen. And again, it's Nick, expectations it's, are what they are. Yeah. But when you're playing, when we keep talking about the schedules, getting lighter schedules, getting lighter, your effort can't. And it's, yeah. it's getting really frustrating. Well,
0: that, and that's the thing. I, you've got Nick Foligno, Who's out there giving everything he's got, every shift? You have Mackenzie Entwistle Whistle out there doing the same thing. Yeah. But between the two of them, how much skill is there with those guys anymore? Right. Yeah, they're like, not
3: they're not 20 goal guys. Entwistle
0: Whistle is a four A player, right? Yeah. Somewhere between the NHL and AHL. If he's on a contender, there's no way he's in the NHL. Nick Felino's at the tail end of his career, works his ass off, plays hard, gets his points on effort alone. But like some of these other guys need to take it's it's the people we talked about in the pregame. Mm-hmm. It's Taylor Radish. Where are you? And like honestly, we've all been pretty pleased with Corey Perry's play. He's put up some decent numbers, but this one was a bu- this one's a bust. Like you can't have yeah, guys like that hurting you. Those are the guys who are supposed to pull you out of this, kicking and screaming. Right. It can't be those guys that are sinking you. You know. And there's a lot of people saying like, why did why did Richardson do have the goalies this way? You got back to back games. Razzik's playing against the the more skilled team.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not gonna if they play. If
0: against nights. Buffalo, everybody'd be freaking out. Like, why would you start Soderbloom? He's not as good. Like right. uh, he's yeah. they're not gonna play back to back the same guy. So uh, I, I, I don't know. It's just I don't know. The the look, the, the answer <laughs> the answer is not really in the organization. Right? Like it's it's gonna be up to the guys that are here, and that includes Arvid Soderblo to yeah. figure things out because they're not gonna call up Drew Comesso. They should not call up Drew Cumeso. They no. should not let him do what he's doing. Let him get the starts in Rockford. Let him get his experience to call him up. Now would be
1: a massive mistake. So yeah. needs to figure it out here. And if yes. he can't, then, then you have an, your, your issue.
2: Right. And <clears throat> same with a lot of these other guys up and down the lineup. This is your year to figure these things out. This is a year that there were no expectations for any kind of postseason <clears throat> run or being contention for a playoff spot. So, This year is going to answer some roster spots going forward. Mm -hmm. If Soderblom can't figure it out at the NHL level, then you're moving on. If Taylor Radish continues, I mean, Radish had a pretty good game. That line was good. Taylor Hall was the best player for the Hawks today. I agree. At least offensive-wise. He was everywhere. (laughs) He was always shooting, which is refreshing. That it's like, hey, guy with puck, guy shoots puck. I mean, he's shots, a guy he's, that he's like, a guy
1: that's trying to just get into a groove of the season, yeah. Not just a and, game. and
2: Radish was was good on that line, but I mean, in the end, kind of a non-factor again. So this is the year to find out if Radish doesn't pick it up and figure out a way and doesn't come close to that twenty goal season, you move on. You know, uh, that, it's, it's it's all these o- other things. You know, the this is what this season is supposed to be about. And yes, you guys are both right. It, it, the effort. This is a team last year, we never complained about effort. No. And this year, it's and like... They lost a lot of games. This year, it's like, uh, what what's missing? You know, why... Some of these games, like today, you play a full 60 minutes, you win. In Montreal, you play a full 60 minutes, you win. Like, so I, I'm not... I, I don't know. People want call this guy up. Call this
0: guy. This is the group. There's no answer here. This is the group. Joey Anderson. Here's Unders what i say: are not going to come and turn. Well, his no, head. no, no,
2: Burek no. Bjur can't come up because he's on an AHL contract to begin with. But Joey Anderson.
1: Here's what I'll say. <sighs> Here's what I'll say about a, a call up. A, yeah, Anderson, uh, Sini, Gust. No disrespect to those guys, but that's no. That's not the answer. What I would love to see, uh, and, and and if the effort is similar to what happened tonight, tomorrow, uh, in tomorrow's game. Then I I would love to to see this happen. I would love to see a guy like uh, Colton Doc brought up and put into the lineup and shake up. and yeah and be like, hey guys, vets, your spot's not not guaranteed. Right. If you're, down, if you're not Radish. bring it, you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. we're gonna call up some young guys and put some pressure on you. I'm not saying bring up Doc because he's ready to play in the NHL, but sometimes you need you need a message sent to to your NHL team that says, hey, uh, Taylor Radish can be. Can be taken out of the top six and sat if he if he's not going.
2: You want to really make a move for tomorrow that sends a message based on how he played today. You bring up Cole Gutman and you play him, and Corey Perry sits out. That's the message sending move.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: That wakes up people. Yeah. I, yeah or, but, you, or yeah, but yeah, but also I don't cool. think you're Perry's been overall good though. Like I don't yeah, think he's I has been a it, problem. That. No. To me, the guy is radish. That's the guy who I think, like, and look, maybe he's on film. They're happy with what Radish does. But if you're trying to send a message to the vets, I guess you're, what you're saying is sitting Corey Perry lets everybody know no one is safe. But I also think Corey
1: Perry would be like, whoa, we yeah. have one bad game here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's you know. that could come off as counterproductive.
0: Or you just say to him, hey, we're going to sit you. I'm trying to do something here. I think trust Perry, me. I think
2: Perry, if approached, would not be like yeah. he would understand. And knowing Corey Perry, he's no one's harder on him right now from his effort today than he is. Right. He may even be like, dude, sit me tomorrow. I deserve it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you know, Gu- I think Gutman's the guy that if you get to the point where you need to call up a forward, he's probably the guy you bring up. Um, you know, he made the team out of camp, had a goal uh, in that Pittsburgh game. He's been good in Rockford. That's the guy. Sure. I mean, you know, Joey Anderson, he's not to say I know Joey Anderson has great numbers in Rockford, but he has great numbers because it's Rockford. Like yep. he's he's yeah. he's a great AHL he's player. He's he's
1: another 4A guy. He's
2: a great AHL player. He's right up there with like your David Gusts and and guys that have had long AHL careers that, that but just never they just they they're just missing that half a step. Uh, to translate to something the the that Something
1: that makes them special at the NHL level
2: Yeah, there's tons of guys that are like that That just have these long AHL careers And then just can't translate it So this is the group I mean, the only people who are going to solve The issues they have right now Are those 22, 23 guys in the room That's all that they have to lean yep. on each other And, you know, Thursday night against Tampa The bottom six was really good and the top six was invisible. Today, the top six was pretty good for the most part. They were invisible at times. And then that bottom six, I mean, yeah, Tyler Johnson got that goal. But for the most part, you know, th- those lines were kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know, they, they were on the ice for that Cole Smith goal. Uh, the fourth line was. And they just they didn't have that same. Energy that it looked like they had uh, in, in the in the Thursday game.
0: Well, I have an idea what might be different this year from last, but let's take a break first, and we'll get to that on the Did other side. And what's that? If, are you going to owe us a dollar? Uh, no, 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 no. I won't. <laughs> I'm. I'm not going to say the other GM's name or mention number eighty-eight. So no, you're okay, not. There, there you I, go. Will, I will not owe a dollar, Sam Lafferty. But I got lots of dollars to give because I'm saving money hey. by buying my tickets at game time. Huh? Yes. How about go. that? You should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got great last-minute deals. If you're patient, you want to play the waiting game, tickets go lower and lower and lower as the event approaches. Jump on that. Take advantage of that offer. What I really like about game time, especially when I'm going to a concert, is I go to game time, open up the app, Say, I want to see Pearl Jam at the United Center. What do these seats look like? I can see exactly what my view is going to be and say, okay, that's good or that's bad, and make my decision in an educated way. It's a great feature they have. Uh, they've also got those zone deals. So you pick a section and you can save up to 18% uh, in those sections. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And speaking of dollars, yes, if there's a place you want to win some dollars.
2: You need to download the Circa Sportsbook app, which is now available in the best state in the union. That would be Illinois, my friends. <laughs> Why do you want to go start using the Circa Sportsbook app? Well, because they have tight money line splits. Games will strive to be at a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike those other sportsbook, which may use... Minus 115 or minus 120 splits. What does that mean for you really non-gambling aficionados? That means you're winning less money on your bets at other sports sportsbook. Circa likes to keep a little, little as money as possible on large market bets like futures, especially compared to those other books. Also, Circa will not punish their players because they win too much. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who like to start to limit players who win too much money. I don't have that problem. We encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available. Compare the lines from each sports book, and we know you'll end up back at Circa. And the thing that puts them over the top, besides with the chance of winning more money than another sports book, it's their customer service. There are actual real people behind the Circa sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use the dreaded chatbots. Ooh, those are the rebounds in the crease of... Sports book apps, the chat books, just can't have them. Mm-hmm. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So do the right thing. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at com slash illinois-app. That's com slash illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events like watch parties and tailgates if you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit com. All right,
0: so, you know, we wonder what's different this year from last, and I, and I think there's one thing that's very obvious when watching the Hawks play this year. They're slow as hell. And that is the difference between going in the corner and winning a puck and not. Mm-hmm. So, look... Are Sam Lafferty and Colin Blackwell significantly better players than what the Hawks have right now? No, but they had a speed advantage over Corey Perry and Ryan Donato mm-hmm. and Nick Foligno. And not to say I don't want those guys here, but you've got guys that can get into a corner and win a battle. Max Domi, Domi. was, again, one of your leaders in ice time. Fast skater. Uh, Thanasiu is, is not healthy right now. Yep. You're lacking a lot of team speed here, mm-hmm. and that does make a difference between – A rebound is rolled into the corner. Can I get there or not? Nope. The other team has the puck now. That has been visible every time we've watched the Hawks this year. And I think that sometimes the lack of ability to physically get to a puck can be misconstrued as effort. But this team lacks speed. And, yeah, there's some on the horizon, of course, with Moore and Nazar and others. But But right now, there's not enough speed on this team. To keep up in today's NHL in today's Western Conference, yeah, there's not enough t- speed on this team. And when Athanasio gets back and when Blackwell gets healthy, they've got to be in. And those are certainly imperfect players, but they bring something most of this roster lacks. Even when you look at Tyler Johnson, this late into his career doesn't have the speed he used to have. So yeah. who are your fast skaters that are active on the roster right now? Bedard, Bedard. who is above average speed but not a blazer by any means. Uh Reichel can move yep. a bit.
1: Uh I mean, on the
2: back end.
0: Yeah. Korchinski, Phillips can get going with the strides. K- Korchinski so and
1: Kaiser are good skaters, but they're defensemen. Right.
0: Yes. Dickinson is a better skater than he gets credit for, but he's still than not, Nathan McKinnon. Yes. But he's still not an elite skater.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't have guys uh many of them that are going to win foot races. And, and the ones you mentioned are ones
0: gonna win they're not gonna win board battles either. More yeah, often than not.
1: Bedard, Athanasiu, Reichel, Kirschev—like if those are your, your fastest guys, if they're going to loose pucks in the corners, that's not their strong suit. So if you're not going to be fast, uh, if you're not going to have good good team speed across the board, then you have to make up for it with either effort and physicality or just be w- outskilled skilled teams in, in other categories. And the Blackhawks don't have the roster makeup to do that. Um, you're not going to go out and get anybody to do that because that's not the point of this season, but it's still frustrating that, you know, whether it's injury or, or, you know, roster turnover stuff, um, as, as much of the like identity of what last year's team had it, not all of it has translated. And I think that's, that was one of our coming into this season. One of our sticking points for this team was like, Hey, you saw how how they competed and had the effort last season, and the roster makeup to you know be in a lot of games that they weren't uh, had no business being in. Now you have a quote unquote more talented roster than last season. All of that translated means they're going to perform better than than you know what we saw last season, and you know maybe surprise some people. That hasn't translated, and it's starting to get frustrating because on paper that all should have happened, and it, and it hasn't yet. So, you being healthy uh, and in the lineup will make a difference but at some point it's it's you know the getting the loose pucks board battles battles in front of the net th- those those come down to uh you know will and want to uh to to, to get things done and I talking with Corey Perry a couple a couple of days ago about you know when it comes to goal creation and you know how how players can can learn to have more of a goal scoring instinct he said you have to have the will and determination to go to the front of the net because that's where a majority of goals in the NHL are scored so, so you know for for some of these young guys for some of the veterans too they have to have the the will and determination to go into corners to go in front of the net to push a guy out and from in front of your own net as well uh to to make something happen so I don't know I i Far be it from me to, to question the effort and intensity of an NHL player, but at some point, it's got to show up consistently.
0: Got some quotes running in here. from uh, These are all from Ben Pope, who's the only Hawks reporter in Nashville today. Uh, this is uh, Luke Ridgerton on, Soder, on Soderbloom. We need to give him some goal support, maybe getting a goal in the first period on one of our chances would have been mentally helpful for our goaltender, but he stayed sharp right to the end. He made a really nice... A uh, reactional save in the third to give us a chance to try to go for it at the end. He's really mentally tough and strong. Okay, he would know better than us, that's for sure. Uh, but the point, his point is right. So, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, play better, but score some effing goals.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, Men- mentally tough and strong. Um, maybe I'm looking too too much into it, but in game body language and he, the three goals that he gave up. The first thing Sagerboom did was look at the ref. Yeah. And I, I I don't think he had a case for much on any of them. So he was slamming his stick. I, I mean, mentally tough and strong, sure, but this was a game where Soderbloom, who is ev- pretty even-keeled and calm most of the time, he was showing a lot of f- frustration. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that comes from just his game personally or – teammates uh their performances i don't know if he's really bugged with the ref i mean that's that should be one of your least concerns as a goaltender is what the ref is doing so i I don't know it's it's interesting
2: yeah the uh the immediately turning to the ref with the palms up (laughs) on the second and third goal I mean, I'm not sure what I don't you're know, Yeah, I don't know there. what his case is. Like,
1: yeah, I think
3: it's not, he, it's not the, the, the Was that the other one he tried to cover it and well, he thought he had that it? Was,
1: that he was never the, had the. he yeah. never had it under right. his
2: thing. So it's like, just because the puck is near you, the play doesn't stop. You got to make sure you have the puck. And the, and the so first one,
1: he was he was slamming his stick at the bench because of uh, thinking it might have been goaltender interference or something, and I, I didn't see anything. Yeah. I mean,
2: he's got a better sure, view he's, at that. Sure, yeah. I think we do, but I, yeah, I there was no, nothing egregious on those plays that should make you... Uh, be be screaming at the refs. Um, But, yeah, it would be nice to see Arvid Soderblom play with a lead one of these times. It doesn't seem to happen. just the team in general. Yeah. um, You know, (laughs) you almost missed that one. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see tomorrow. I mean, Buffalo's coming in. They're missing their big star. Tate Thompson out. Uh, you know, took a, was it a broken wrist? Was that the official diagnosis? Ooh, I they said broken, but he's like, going to out for at least a month. He took a he blocked a shot in the wrist while on the penalty kill. Ouch! That's a tough one to have your best player on a PK and then he gets hurt. Um, but and they they've lost their last few games. But we said that about Tampa. We said that about Nashville. Yep. You've got these teams that are down. They're playing like ass, <clears throat> not Columbus but just ass. <laughs> and yet. It seems to be of late. What's the remedy for getting out of your funk? A game against Play the Blackhawks. Black yep. So, you know, and look, look, I, like, I, I want to see that start that we saw today, tomorrow night. It's going to be an emotional night. Hockey fights cancer night. It's always an emotional night. I'm bringing a, a thing, of tissue with me because there's going to be some tear-jerking moments yep. throughout that game. Start like you did, but then carry it out. Don't just do it for six minutes. And then take the next fourteen minutes off, and then start the next period off nice, and then go. Well, we had five good shifts in a row. We can phone it in now. Like it's it's just play a consistent game. If you're out, if you if you're not fast enough, fine, that happens. If you don't have the talent gap, fine, that's part, and that's that, part that, of that, it. But it's it not is. all of it. But there are efforts. When you see a goalie serving up juicy rebounds all day. Go to the net every play, right. not just once or twice.
1: That's gotta be that's gotta be a directive. That's that's gotta be seen in the first period and a directive of hey Awareness. crash the net. Well, and we know,
0: well, I mean, here's the other thing, too, is we know for sure shoot the effing puck has been a directive. <laughs> right. We've heard that from Luke for weeks, and guys are still not doing it. Right. So the go to the net thing is you need some marbles to go to the net. You're gonna catch a stick. You're gonna catch an elbow. You're gonna feel some pain to go to the net. It is part of the effing gig. And if you can't do it, there can't be two guys on this team willing to go to the net. You know who goes to the net? Connor Bedard goes in there. Yes, he
2: does. Because <laughs> you know what yeah, might be can, there? Yeah. A goal. The puck. Like yeah, right. he goes to the net. <laughs> he goes to the net all the time. If he yeah. if he doesn't have the puck, he's going to the net. So if your superstar, generational number one overall pick who's everybody is just raving about his ridiculously good shot that we've seen. If he's willing to say, I'm going to go get my ass kicked by Jeremy Lezone. He's going to cross check me 45 times, but I'm willing to do that to try and get a rebound. Then where the hell is Reese Johnson doing that? Where is Ryan Donato doing that? Where is, you know, all these other guys, the kind is leading by an example.
1: If Conor Berdard's gonna get greasy, everybody else has to. Yes. Bring out the oil. Get the Grease it get up. Get
2: the freaking Crisco out. Let's yeah. get crazy. Get. He's leading by. And again, the, those are part of the reasons why everybody's like, hey, it's pretty sure that, you know, it's a guarantee that Conor Bedard is gonna be the team captain. And, and those are the reasons why.
3: Yeah. You see him out right. there.
2: Like, you even see him getting in guys' faces. Uh, you know, taking a hit and then turning around and being like, hey, man, you know, he's standing up for himself as well. He's, uh, you know, he's leading by an example. So take that example. When you see a goalie, if he's giving up rebounds, those first three or four shots, everybody on the bench needs to be looking and saying, okay, he's a little bouncy tonight. Get to the front of the net. You Mm -hmm. should be going there anyway. Rebounds or not, they're going to come at some point. You shouldn't have to wait to see the goalie give you, up seven in a row before you decide, hey, maybe we should go to the net. Right, you yeah. should probably just have that in your brain. When the shot is off, go to the net.
1: Yeah. Uh, two or three times I saw a, a Hawks player put up a shot and curl off. Like, follow it. It's it's a, simp- it's a simple peewee hockey directive. You shoot the puck at the net and you follow it to the net. Uh, and you're not... This team is not good enough to, you know, set up the perfect play or, you know, take advantage of one-and-done opportunities. It has to it has to come in bunches, and it, and you have to do it in simplified ways. And I, I don't know if they just have it in their heads that they can get away with a more finesse and skilled style of play, but I, this is not the roster to do that. And Luke Richardson is far from the coach to – to preach that kind of style of hockey, so I don't know. I, I I would love to see the effort tomorrow be way more focused on the north and south. Way more focused on, um, you know, get getting pucks on the net and getting one and two other players there for the rebound chance or for a deflection or something. At the very least, if the goalie makes makes the save, you can try and hack and slash at it to knock it to the corner and keep possession. Even if it's even if it's not a follow-up rebound shot on goal or trying to you know you know bang it in or anything like that, you can get it out to the corner and retrieve the puck, have possession, get it out to your defense, and you sustain possession. There's yes. we say it over and over and over. There's not a bad play of putting the puck on the net. The very worst thing that could happen if you put the puck on the net is the goalie catches it and they blow a whistle. Offensive zone face off. Beautiful. Yep. But it's uh,
0: and. and This game is getting me frustrated. And you, you, again, like what you're saying is you you get a puck on net. There's a rebound. Maybe you don't score. It's kicked to the corner. You get the puck back, back to the point, back and forth. Meanwhile, your opponent is skating, trying to get the puck from you, getting more and more exhausted. And the goalie is getting more and more stressed. Like that's, it is a, it's a game where most games have six, seven goals scored total, right? Of the 60 or 70 shots that are taken per game, six or seven go in. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, but the way you get them is to build that momentum and, and to build it by possessing the puck, by wearing out your, that's why the Tampa game looked like it looked because for 60 minutes, the lightning had the puck on a string and you'd say, wow, the Hawks are down in the third. Why do they only have two shots? Cause they're freaking gassed. Yeah.
1: They've been chasing the puck all night long, long shifts. You're constantly chasing it. Your legs get tired. Yeah. Like. But it but
0: it works in little tiny shifts too. It doesn't have to be the whole 60. But if you have a four-minute span where you never give up the puck, that's gonna take its toll on Mm -hmm. the team over the course of a game. It's just it's so simple. This game is not complicated. Watch the way the goals were scored today. Mm -hmm. You put people in front, you shoot the puck, and they go in. Make life easy uncomfortable for the goalie yes get your ass in his face
2: you had cory perry take away that's how they scored yes because his had,
0: ass was literally in his face and you had philip <laughs> Kirchhoff just standing in the crease when Connor bedard's rebound Yeah, two guys there. there felino was there too that's it i mean it's every goal today except for
2: the uh first one in the empty netter was scored by making life difficult for the goalie yes don't let him get comfortable don't let him get in a, in a rhythm bump him <laughs> Give him a little shot every time you, you you, you know, you, you can. If you can give him a little,
0: little <laughs> whack with your stick
2: as you skate by, do it.
0: Ace says, give the goalie pink eye. Exactly right. Happened to me once yeah. in high school. <laughs> 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 we'll save that story for another day. That's, that's uh, Steven, uh, before for we take our break, I sent show. you the heat map from today's game in Slack. If you could yeah, I'll, I'll get, get that. that ready, you'll, you'll see the, uh, the difference between the two teams. Uh, by the way, we are 14 followers away. From 42,000 subscribers on Liders. our YouTube page. So YouTube we were here on the air when we crossed the 40K threshold. Yeah, it was Let's be here when we crossed the 42K threshold. Yes. Yeah. Help us get there. We're only 14 subscribers away. Switch those burner accounts. Hit the subscribe button for us. We'd greatly appreciate that. Old uh, Gustav Forsling. That's right. Good old number 42. 42. Is it my read?
2: <sighs> no, I think it's mine again. Uh-oh. Chevy. It is. It is. I wasn't sure that's where we're going. We haven't uh-huh. remmed anyone in a while. No, we haven't. No. But it's not about the Rams today. It's about the Chevys. And it's about Black Friday savings time at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake. Black Friday, not just a day anymore. It's a whole damn month. It's a whole vibe. It's it's a whole thing. It's it's bigger than Oktoberfest. As one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's top- largest Chevrolet inventories and all month long, you can save big at Ray <laughs> Chevy during their Black Friday sales event where you can choose from over 100 Silverados in stock. The perfect tailgate vehicle or the perfect way to take an entire uh, team of small hockey players to their next practice. And that's not all. Get cool 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until 2024. Lots of zeros. And I know everybody loves the word free. I know I do. It's like one of my three top favorite words behind bacon and more bacon. <laughs> and that's what you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet at Fox Lake. A free oil change. And all you need to do is mention CHGO and scheduling your oil change. It's A black friday offer you don't want to miss but you have to schedule it by november 30th and you just say chgo and they're going to put free oil in your car who can beat that Buy with confidence with the Ray Price promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. In many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into a dealership saying things like, Are you a recent college graduate? Are you nope. active in the military? No. Do you crash the net and try to make life difficult for Kevin Lincoln? Yes. And in most cases, the answer will be no. And that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you just don't qualify. Well, that's a bunch of malarkey, and that's not the case at Ray. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons or hidden fees ever. In fact, Ray's going to do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which make the price even lower than what you saw online. So do us a favor. Visit Ray Chevrolet in person in Fox Lake or go to RayChevrolet.com to get your Black Friday savings. They've been serving the community since 1963.
1: That's 60 years. Find new roads. It's a lot of years. It's uh, more years than Goose Island Beer has been the official beer of Chicago. That happened in 1988. They've been the official beer of CHGO for much shorter than that, too. That happened, uh, well, just a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of months. Anyway, either way, they are the proud beer supporter and sponsor of us here. And they have a tremendous beer roster to choose from year-round, including the Full Pocket Pills, the 312, the Golden Cans of Wheat Ale. That is the staple of their beer roster. You have the entire family of Beer Hug IPAs. You have the Green Line. Uh, you got the Matilda. Tremendous beers up and down the list. You got their great seasonals as well. Christmas and the holiday season is coming up, so the Christmas IPA. Going to be hitting the shelves again. And uh, if you want to support your local winter sports teams like the Bulls and the Bears uh, and the Blackhawks, not the Bears, not the Bears at all, uh, Goose Island's got two beers for you to enjoy while watching those games. You have the Bull and Goose, the West Side Ale, and you have the Blackhawks Pale Ale, a Pale Ale. Grab all of these beers and more brewery exclusives when you can go when you go to the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or when you go to the tap their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. 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 Right, we got some super chats
0: to knock out here. We got super one beers. from Mr. Koala. 4.99. That's Hello, good. Mr. Kola. Koala. Uh Echo something Jay said a few games ago. Our D is pretty stable. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Goalies have been sure. what we expected. Forward group needs size. Uh, how about Josh Anderson or Lawson Crows? I don't know if uh, neither either those of guys those are
1: teams are going to give those guys up. available. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, but the the idea is correct, which is why it's frustrating that the guys that do have size on this team, save for Nick Foligno, and mostly most of the time Corey Perry. Have not been doing much.
1: Yeah, I, I don't foresee the power forward that's making a impactful difference um, being in Chicago this year, or maybe even next. Maybe Colton Dak in a, in a season or two, um, but not
0: yet. Yeah. Uh, cricket says bring Kane back to play on Bedard's wing with many, many cringe faces. And chips in her dollar. Thank you, Cricket. Uh, You know what I know when effort's an issue, the guy I want to bring in to fix that is Patrick Kane (laughs) and his (laughs) grand piano that arrives on his back when the puck goes the other way.
1: When you need more greasy goals and to win (laughs) board battles, you bring in Kane.
0: I wonder what Jonathan Taves is up to.
1: Probably, probably mm, backpacking through about Europe. Pounds.
0: <laughs> I was not. I was not going to make the fat joke, but <laughs> well, that's that's slimmed down, Jonathan. Yeah, that's true. That's he's, true. He's, yeah, he's that's probably true. in great shit Well, friend Seabrook, then. Uh, and then Brandon says, "Love the show, guys. Big fan. A lot of us are in denial about another lottery season. Sadly, it's a reality, as Mario pointed out last week. And yeah, like." Well, look, I, 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 I. What We have never been in denial of a lottery he season. Said it all so yeah, well, well, that's what he's saying. He said you pointed that out last week. And it, yes, it is a lottery season, but it shouldn't feel like this because it feels like there's being points left on the board. Right? Yeah, It feels like there's games that they should be winning or at least more competitive
1: in that they're not. If they had the exact same record uh, as they do right now, but they – had better performances. Like if they had lost one of those games against Toronto or Vegas or Tampa, but you substitute that loss with one of the with a win. Yeah, like they beat Arizona, Arizona or something, yeah, right. or they win today. You're you. I think right. we would feel a lot more normal about how this season has has gone so far because it's kind of the expectation. So I think that's where the frustration is. Is that the games you're supposed to be playing better in? You've been bad, yeah. And the games that you're not supposed to have a chance, some of them you've won.
2: Yeah, we said it in the pregame show. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we've we've been pointing out that hey, it's not a Stanley Cup contender these next few games, and hopefully the Blackhawks don't get in the mentality of well, okay, we're not playing Vegas or Tampa or Toronto or Boston, so we can. We could take our feet off the gas a little bit. We don't have to play as hard, but the, the reality is you have to play your best game all 82 nights if you want to win the NHL. Because even the worst team in the league, the San Jose Sharks, can beat you and will beat you if you let
1: them. Right. You know who is my Stanley Cup favorite right now? The Buffalo Sabres.
2: Sure. Sure because they're going to be playing the Blackhawks and probably look like a Stanley
1: Cup champion. I'm mind. trying to use some reverse psychology here. The Sabres are a juggernaut in Juggers. the NHL. You got to be ready. You got to so, strap yeah, it in. You got you to um, be ready. If, if you're not ready to go, you're going to get <laughs> shit canned. That's right. <laughs> uh, is that... Uh, I
0: know you're doing a lot of stuff right now, Stephen. The heat map. Is that good to go? So... Look at this closely. This is a uh, courtesy of natural stat trick. This is at all strength. So if you've never been to natural stat trick before, you can see at the top, there's all those tabs and you can sort through the variety of heat maps. So I clicked all. So this is the entire game. And while you see a hot zone for the Hawks and a hot zone for Nashville, <sighs> Nashville's is a hurricane. The Hawks is a slight rainstorm. <laughs> like you yeah. can see all the heat from where the Nashville's generating chances is in or around the net between the dots in front of the goalie. The Hawks have a big blue spot in front of the net, which is going to happen every game for every team in the league. Then there's a big dark spot right behind the right face-off circle, and that's about it. Too much perimeter, yeah. Too much coming from the perimeters. Look, it's like a U, it's like or a C mm-hmm. in front of the Nashville net.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's good that there is. A higher concentration in front of the net, but you compare, but you compare it to the concentration of net goals for the net front goals and, and opportunities for Nashville. Um, it's 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 staggering. And, and Stephen, if you could throw that back up real quick, uh, you see on the on the graph there the little letter G's. Look at where Nashville's are, slot slot net front, yep. and I know they had an empty netter. That one, you know, that's. Whatever, but the, the three goals before the empty netter, they're all between they're all between the the face-off circles and they're right in front of the net. Yep. And that's that's where you gotta go. That's where you gotta go to try to try and score. And when you're in those spots, you know, if you're not trying to dig out a rebound or deflect a puck, if you have an opportunity between the dots with the with the, the puck on your stick, this team needs to have the mentality of whoever it is like 90% of this roster. Just just fire it on net. You don't need to make it pretty. You don't need to do uh, a, a backhanded uh, no-look dump pass that may or may not be to anybody in particular. Like, just if you have this the, the puck in that sp- uh, spot right in front of the net, right down the middle, shoot it. Just shoot it. See what happens. It's It's amazing
2: when a team... Starts to struggle to score goals consistently, that they get more fancy. Yeah. They try for the perfect play. It's Simple not the Blackhawks play. are not the only team guilty of this. You see no. this across the league where it's like it should be the exact opposite. If you're struggling, simplify it. Get puck, shoot puck.
0: Yeah. That's
2: it. Get puck, shoot puck. Again and again and again and again. Because the more you do that, the more chances you have yeah. of scoring a goal. But instead, it's drop pass here, cross-eyes pass here. You know, backhand sh- back sauce it. Yeah. fifty
1: feet away from. Oh, me. that reminds
2: me. Did we make fun of that guy for trying to go behind his legs? <laughs> 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 what a pudwack! <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that play. Who was yeah, that? Yeah. That was Parsonin. Uh, Les, you, Leslie so Le- Leslie Parsnips or whatever his name was. What a what a joke! What are you doing, dude? He tries to go between his legs uh, on funny. Arvid Effen Soderblom <laughs> with no one around him. Like get, I would have, I wouldn't have not have put him on the ice the rest of the game.
0: I thought Barry Trops was gonna levitate down from the booth and give him a rock bottom right there. Like, son. What are you oh, doing? Who do you the, think you that are? Was the stupidest play I've ever seen. <laughs> I've watched a lot of <laughs> hockey in my life.
2: It was so ridiculous. Like, who do you think you are? <laughs> Thank
0: you for reminding us. There's only
2: that. one player on. Both rosters that I would not be mad at for trying that, and that's Connor Bedard. And if he, and tried he wouldn't do in it in
0: that situation, no, no, he would have flipped. he
2: would have embarrassed <laughs> the ball. like. I want to go between my legs the fool Arvid Soderball. Give me a <laughs> <him, laughs> like, you clown. Just shoot it. We'll probably ad. save him. <laughs> what an He'll asshole. We'll probably trick him. Oh uh, my god,
0: that was so funny. Yeah, that I just, good. like, I oh, just, you good. could sense, like, somewhere, like, uh, John Tortorella just had a stroke and he doesn't know why. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, that was amazing. Like, uh, of all the, he he had three hawks around him. He was maybe two feet from the net. Dude, try it another time. Save it for warm-up, warm save it for the shootout. But that was, that was comical. I, oh, my God, that was yeah. so funny. Yes, Ooh, I wanted to end. I to end
2: on a high note. We've been we've been a little we've been a little crotchety here so far. So I, I was like, "Oh, wait we, a minute, we let's, should let's, get let's laugh at that one guy." Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to get to um, all of our segments. That's I think. right. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we do. Get we get also have segment. Luke. Right? How long is Luke? Maybe we. Skip. I mean, I can we, tell you in just a second. Did we read his one quote? I guess.
0: Well, <laughs> it's just, just him and Ben. ben. Doesn't t- Ben doesn't tweet out the quotes? He says three minutes and forty seconds. Do you want to listen to Luke?
2: Let's do our sure. segments and then see where we are.
0: Huh? All right, well, let's do uh, let's do Connor's Corner first.
1: Anything? You just to... want the happy music. Yeah, yes. I
0: just don't want to put the damn helmet on for a while. <laughs> That's fair. tough to stop freaking winning. <laughs>
1: Sounds Turn like down. a you problem. I'm
0: not going to the net or anything. I'm really not trying. All right, Connor Bedard ended this game with one assist. He was credited with one <laughs> shot on goal, uh, three shot attempts total, but felt like he did more than that. He was much more effective than that leads on. Uh, 21-18 of ice time. But, man, that assist on the kurchev goal. Go back and watch that shift. Seth Jones made a great cross-ice I mean, pass yeah. to Bedard. But he right. made, Seth Jones made two or three other great passes in that sequence to keep that, that play in the zone. Um, but Bedard with an absolute rocket. And then there he is, Philip Khrushchev, on the doorstep where goals happen. So that is Connor's corner. All right, how about we do... Uh, the four star of the game. Do we have a winner? Should We declare a winner. Yeah, we actually have a runaway here.
2: Uh oh, it's Philip Kurishov. Kurishov scoring goals gets you gets you the honors. Uh, and we talked Kurashev. about Kurashev.
0: this uh, pregame how the and I wrote about it for the Hawks hits that we will publish after the game today. The last piece to Philip Kurishov production is here. Yeah, he's he's been really good. He's putting up points. He is putting up points in every game. It helps to play with Connor Bedard. That's for sure. But he's getting he's an fine. opportunity, and he is not letting it go. And the fact that Taylor Hall returned to play on the second line today tells you all you need to know about how Philip Kurishev is playing. Yeah. So he's the four star of the game. All right, fine. <sighs> Hang on. Yeah. I'm gonna have a. i am going to have I swear to God, something's gonna happen to me health wise from where I'm. I himself. wonder who won. <laughs> I won because I picked Connor Bedard. Start start picking worse players. Then. How sad though is it that I win? Who's your hawk? Because a guy had an assist in one shot. You, well, yeah. I mean,
1: it's it's better yeah, than having to go to the tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. We've
2: had at least two or three games already where no one's at a point. Yeah. And we had to just make up some BS rules as we went along.
1: No, so they're like, they're
0: official rules. All right. Thanks for the close-up, Cam, too. Every it time. Money kicked my dog while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do I have to wear this while Luke talks? Yes. <laughs> I think that's the rule. <laughs> yeah, Fine. Sure. Here's Luke Richardson post-game. Uh, courtesy of your Chicago Blackhawks.
3: Uh, well, it's just another frustrating, you know, you're in the game at the end and we push hard to kind of climb back in. I thought we had a really good start again. Uh, I don't think they got their first chance to the 13-minute mark. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately we had one kind of a miscue on, a, on a, a face-off one in the D zone, it was in our net, and, uh, and then a power play goal where, you know, consecutive... Uh, Uh, penalty kills put stress on us so uh, it it takes your best players out out of the ice time and uh, puts your penalty killers into some fatigue so we missed a clear and then they got another chance and and went in so you know climbing uh, behind from a team that works really extremely hard like uh, these guys do uh, it's difficult so we did it twice from two goals down Um, but uh, you know I like our push but we got to make sure that we uh, somehow find a way to uh, get up on teams when we have good starts like that.
1: Asked you about the shots this morning and it was
3: pretty even in that regard was that encouraging to see? yeah no I liked it we had a definitely at times we had a better shot mentality I'd still like to push for more there's a couple chances where uh, you know and the ice doesn't isn't great here and at the end of periods and it, we, you can't look for a better play I think if you see something your first instincts usually right so uh, we just got to keep building on that I thought it was a good step in the right direction but we got to make sure we're hungry for more even
1: two-on-one with Radish and, and Hall, I guess, maybe an example of where shooting first. I
3: think so, you know what I mean? And the defense made a nice play. It did a nice slide at the end, and it, uh, you know, Taylor was waiting for him maybe to open up and come at him uh, standing up, and that would probably open a lane up. But I think, you know, you know, we had a, a quick shot by Dickinson on a similar play, and, um, you know, the, the guy, the back checker just lifted uh, Perry's stick. So we, we missed on a couple chances like that. I think we need to continue to do more of that
1: seems like, I mean, Nashville got two goals of rebounds, and there were a couple of rebounds maybe to be had that you we weren't able to stick on. Is that something you'll, you'll talk about?
3: You know what? Uh, these guys battle hard, and I think uh, not just in front of the net, but I think, um, you know, along the walls and uh, in the corners. The, we, we said that's what this team is. They're heavy on the forecheck and in the ozone, so we got to make sure that, uh, you know, our battle compete level is it has got to keep rising. Um, you know, I think they won a few uh, more than us tonight, so we got to make sure that we're better in that department.
0: Did you think about
3: challenging for going through? Um, yeah, but uh, you know I, mean? like, I think they, they would have blown it or said that they intended to blow it if they thought it was totally covered. I think his stick was under the glove when the glove went down. So uh, they're probably not going to turn that over. So you know, I don't think at this point, you know what I mean, to put ourselves in another uh, you know penalty kill situation for three in a row would have been a good opportunity for us.
0: Harvard seemed a little frustrated by that. But overall, it doesn't seem like any, even though it had has so many losses this year, and it's been tough with that. Not getting a lot of support it doesn't seem to really affect his
3: confidence or. Psyche. Yeah, you know, I mean, like at times, like whether it's times during the game or time like at the end of the game we need to give him some goal support and you know maybe getting a goal in the first period on one of our chances would have been uh mentally helpful for uh for a goaltender but you know what he stayed sharp right to the end he made a really nice uh reactional save in the third to give us a chance to try and go for it at the end so uh you know i mean he, he's really mentally tough and he's strong and uh we just got to try and find him and get the second win for him this year what
0: do you think of Hall tonight
3: No, I think he was good. I think, you know, I mean, he's strong on the puck, and, you know, he's just going to get better. That's his first game back in, and uh, we've seen that as he he continues to get stronger every game he plays, uh, coming back from missing a bit of time. So I think we're going to, you know, hopefully, you know, I mean, back-to-back games are a good thing. He gets a little bit of a taste tonight, and uh, he has even a stronger game tomorrow, uh, as we all do.
0: Luke Richardson saying the right things, and I, I think maybe it was Alan Kay mentioned it earlier in the chat, about Soderblom, like, he's going to protect his players in the media. He he has, like, of course. he's not going to say, this guy sucked, and he sucked, and they were terrible, and we played yeah. like ass, and we had no effort. It's just not his style. It's not the way he's going to coach. It's not the way you get through to today's players. And we say, like, today's <laughs> players, even, like, the Felinos and the Perrys, like, that generation of guys, they're kind of the first part of those players who didn't really respond to that kind of stuff anymore. That's totally a thing of the past. So, I like what he had to say. He's honest without being you know, fired up for the sake of being fired up. I'm sure behind closed doors, he is much more stern, uh, much more harsh. And look, I I hope that over time these guys get this message because, you know, while, like we said, we expected this team to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, and they're going to be. You don't want them to be one of the worst teams in the way they're doing it, where they're just getting outworked. That's frustrating. And Mm -hmm. you could tell it's frustrating him Mm -hmm. as a dude who very rarely got outworked during his NHL career. Right.
2: Yep. He so. played fourteen
0: hundred games
2: uh, in the league, not because he was the most talented player, because he was going to beat your ass to that puck every time, no matter yeah. what it or took, or beat
0: your ass, whichever other first. I right, got a couple of super chats to get to you, but first, uh, we want to tell you about our friends at Foco. You want to look sexy at the Hawks games? I see Cricket says she thinks Luke is handsome. Cricket, are you coming to a Hawks game? You want to look nice in case Luke spots you. Get fitted out at Foco. (laughs) Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, toques, everything you need to look foin at a hockey game. Are we turning it into a Bruins podcast? (laughs) No. We got enough of those. It is uh, hockey, and especially not today. It is hockey and football season. Get your sweatshirts, your, your slippers, your pajama pants, everything you need to stay nice and cozy on your couch or at the United Center for a game. And if you want to deck out your man cave or your she shed, Check out foco.com too for their awesome bobbleheads and all the sort of uh, signs and all the cool decor they've got there, including that very awesome uh, Connor Bedard Stan Makita split bobblehead limited mm-hmm. edition. So jump in and grab that at foco. Go to foco.com, click the link in our description below, and for all non pre sale items, use the promo code CHGO for
1: 10% off. And if you want to look even better, Uh, When around town here in Chicago at sporting events and anywhere else you want to get yourself uh, decked out top to bottom in C H G O gear. And you're going to be able to do that with our black Friday sale running from black Friday to Cyber Monday, up to 90% off of select styles. If you spend $75, uh, you are going to get yourself a $15 gift card on top of that. Uh, Go to chgolocker.com to check out all of our merch. Uh, Shirts, like I said, can get up to 90% off. Team gear is at least 20% off. Uh, CHGO branded gear is 33% off. Hats and hoodies, $10 off. Uh, A ton of great gear. Uh, the hats look great. I got the golf hat uh, in the mail today while I was uh, here at the office. Greg's got the uh, trucker hat, the CHGO trucker hat. I have the Victory Hamlet. It's uh, yeah. Well, that's that. That one is one of a kind, so Starting you're to not, not gonna be able to find that online. But uh, you could, you know, make your own if you you see all the stickers and <laughs> the design and everything. You can, you know, get some of those stickers. Uh, some of them come from our uh, fabulous. Sticker collection here at CHGO. And you become a diehard, you're going to get some of those stickers. Uh, you can go to allchgo.com for more information on becoming a diehard and saving 20% on merch and events and getting access to diehard-only content and being one of the cool kids of the CHGO sports community. So, yeah, do all that stuff. Uh, be the MVP of your holiday season.
0: And we're not supposed to say this, so don't say anything. But if not leave a room. Stacks on your sale. Yeah. Just saying. You know. So if you're waiting to become a diehard, Black Friday is just you between stack things, us a lot and of you. savings. Yes. Don't tell anyone we said that. Yes. Uh, how are we doing on our subscribers? Don't, do, don't, we hit, do we hit do we hit our marks, Steven? We have
1: not. We're twelve away. No. Yeah, we gotta pick it up, guys. We didn't. We didn't. We got too many. We didn't really burgers. beg and plead hard enough on our that. Our listeners
0: one. are not crashing the net or playing hard today. I gotta say, <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right, before we go, super chat from Windy City Hockey says sign Kessel now, though he doesn't help. Yes, speed. yes that's he, true. He makes a slow team even <laughs> slower. But screw it, do it anyway. <laughs> and Dave PDI or Dave Petit, says tomorrow <laughs> is my birthday, and I said screw it and bought a Bedard shirt. Great, Good on you. Enjoy which, which happy Bedard birthday. shirt.
1: From us or just in general? We don't have a dark shirts. We have center. That's true. We have 98C and future of the league shirts, which are available at chgolocker.com and are part of the Black Friday sale. They're inspired by. They're Yeah, you know.
2: Just a random number generator. (laughs) Spit that out. Exactly. (laughs)
1: Uh, They
0: have one of those. uh, DNVR has one of those for uh, a guy who wears number uh, 29. 29. Man. And uh, a PHNX has one for a guy that wears 92. Never They're heard, cool looking. Never heard of him. Who's that? The best prospect in the world. Oh. Logan Cooley.
1: Sure. Shh. Can't say I that.
0: S- I, put a, I put a period. It's a different thought.
1: Uh, uh, PHLY has them too. Yes. Number for 16. For someone who doesn't oh, currently Clark, play.
2: Somebody who <laughs> hasn't played in 40 years. <laughs> That's awesome. Not a
0: good, I mean, at least you could have done 88. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, we're going to we wrap up. Thanks for being with players. us. We're back tomorrow. No pregame as it is a home game. We'll talk to you after Hawks and Sabres, hopefully with a happier and more fun postgame show. But we appreciate you being here. Yeah, we'll be Tell here a friend. Get hours. us over that 42,000 mark by the end of the night. We'd appreciate that. We'll talk to you later on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.
3: <laughs> we all sitting like the mayor.